Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today we're going to be talking about discovering your true self and purpose, letting the universe support you, and really just asking the question, how big do you trust? You are unique out of 7 billion people on this planet. You are a miracle on this earth in this moment right now. And in all of this uncertainty, What I am seeing so much of is more people with more uncertainty and more wishy-washy energy. And this is the exact opposite of what we need to be doing right now. It is time to work with decisive energy and conviction to your obligation of meeting the real version of you and uncovering your purpose. The more you listen to your ego and those ego stories, the stronger its commands become, but not just for you, for the entire collective. And the more whole you become by trusting your inner guidance, connection to your higher self, the more we begin to give our power back to the divine, both individually and collectively. Honoring your intuition, following your heart as your compass, and navigating through your comfort zone and doing the thing the thing that scares you but is calling you not only compounds in having a more influential intuition for yourself, but it helps all of us. So seriously, if you are following your heart right now and you're doing this work to meet the real you, to heal those wounds, to raise your vibration, thank you because you're making it easier for me to go to that next level. This work is so important right now. We think that we are powerless to what's happening around us, but we are not. The more that we can stand in our power, everything changes. I vision this, everything that's going down right now, to be a blip on the radar, right? To be one of those things that we just evolve right out of. And I believe that's possible. But it starts with all of us doing this work, this internal work. And it certainly does not start with us to turn off the dream fountain, right? Like if you know me, you know that in order to be my friend, you got to dream with me. Dreaming is absolutely essential. And so many people have turned off their dreams or paused their dreams or stopped their dreams or have become victims to their dreams, right? Because of external circumstances. And we have to work through this mud together. We have to continue to find the light 
and to do the healing work. So I want you to understand that your desires are 100% meant for you. And I know I've said this and I, I don't think I can say this enough because it's like I say it and you hear it and you think, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but if these desires were not meant for you, it would not be possible for you to desire them. So if you desire them, then you know that you have it in you to develop into the person that you need to be, do, have. So it goes back to what do you really want? Have you stopped dreaming because of the worldly events? Have you put your life on hold? Because step one is to get back to those dreams. And it's essential that these dreams excite you, that they bring life to you, And certainly, they're going to be a mix of fear and anticipation, but also you just feel that magnetic pull to do it, to show up. Most of us, unfortunately, again, even more than ever, are setting our goals and desires with fear and lack at the table. We live in a time where people would rather be stuck in their reality of lack and struggle and absolute chaos And they tell themselves stories like, it isn't my time. Maybe next year, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough talent. And it's just seriously all lies. We are so good at playing the what if down game. But what if we all started playing the what if up game? What if everything actually works out better than I could have ever imagined? What if because this is a true desire, I get to manifest this? What if you showed up to life knowing that because this is a true desire and you get to have it, that you can show up each morning with that conviction and that faith, knowing that it's yours? It's hard because there's so much of the world working against you and against me, against all of us, you know, especially right now. There's this constant fear, doubt, worry, energy stream that are some serious vibes down from where we are right now, but it's readily available for you to step into in any given moment. And sometimes I dip my toe in it and I just like get a little taste of it. I'm like, oh, I feel that. I don't want that. I want to go back to where I am. I want to go back to doing this work and creating the reality of which I do desire. I want to go back to showing up to this in a way that allows us to just be a blip on the radar. And even right now, there are so many people that are setting goals on, you know, for their life, you know, based on that safe route, right? Like we're so trained to do the safe thing to, you know, go to college and get a good job and work until you retire and then live your life, right? It's like the safe way. And that feels really safe to our ego. And so anything outside of that is certainly uh, takes a lot of mindset work. Um, But just in general, I mean, people set goals for what their family or peers want them to do. It's they're living someone else's life. And it's why when they achieve a goal or achieve that mile marker, they still feel so empty inside. Or they wonder, why am I still not happy? 
Or why am I actually angrier when I achieve it? Or they get exactly what they want and they're still not happy. We keep going after these unrealistic goals, often based on negative fuel because it is not aligned, which is why it takes so much hustle and force to make it work and why it doesn't feel that rewarding when it quote unquote does. So if you find yourself sitting on the fence of life because you care about what other people think, then please recognize that you will always be their prisoner. When it comes to changing your life, what I have found to be so true is if you're not scared, right? And if you're not uncomfortable, then you're doing something wrong because everything that we want, we have to move through that comfort zone. We have to get uncomfortable to to get that uncomfortable place to become our next comfort zone. And then we do it again and we do it again and we do it again. And this is called expanding our capacity. Elizabeth Gilbert, you know I love her. Uh, She says, without bravery, you will never know the world as richly as it longs to be known. Without bravery, your life will remain small, far smaller than you probably wanted your life to be. It takes bravery. You guys, like this isn't easy. But what is easy is hearing that soul nudge, right? We hear that soul nudge. We feel it. The not easy part is listening. But when we don't listen, we just give more power to our ego. And it just creates more chaos. So let's just take a moment with fear. In the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks a lot about fear. And I love the way that he frames it. He says, fear is excitement without breath. The very same mechanisms that produce excitement also produce fear. And any fear can be transformed into excitement by breathing fully with it. On the other hand, excitement turns into fear quickly if you hold your breath. When scared, most of us have a tendency to try to get rid of that feeling. We think if we can get rid of it by denying or ignoring it, And we use holding our breath as a physical tool of denial. But the less you, the less breath you feed your fear, the bigger your fear gets. And I'm going to say that again because it's so important. The less breath you feed your fear, the bigger your fear gets. Take big, easy breaths when you feel fear. Feel the fear instead of pretending it's not there. Celebrate it with a big breath, just the way you would celebrate your birthday by taking a big breath and blowing out all the candles on your cake. And when you do that, your fear turns into excitement and you do it more and your excitement turns into exhilaration. I refer to that lessons from that book all the time. Like anytime I'm doing anything, right? Which is often that I get that fear vibe and feeling, right? And I I know the difference now between real fear, like my life is in danger fear versus I'm really uncomfortable right now, right? And it's like, I've just accepted that it's there, 
it's there and it's something that I have to work with and do it anyway. And of course, the more times you do it, the more times you show up, like the easier it gets. And now it can just be taking those few quick breaths before doing that thing to transform that energy. But certainly when you start, and when this book was really coming into my life, I had to do this a lot because I was so terrified to take that leap. Fear had been running the show my entire life. I didn't know how to live without my fear driving it. And it's so uncomfortable, but it is the only way that you can truly taste life with freedom. So in this book, it's like, you know, again, some of the biggest aha moments of like how people live and and also speaks to how I was living. And it like puts things in perspective in a way that I had never heard before. And so it's talking about these zones that we basically live in, these or that we work in. And so... There's four different zones. Uh, The first zone is the zone of incompetence. And this is made up of all the activities that we're not good at. So others can do them a lot better than we can. And surprisingly, many people persist in wasting time and energy doing things for which they have no talent. When you free yourself of this, you'll be rewarded with a remarkable new feeling of energy and zest for living. So that first zone that people work in, that people give their life to, uh, is zone of incompetence. And it's like, they're not even good at it, okay? It's like not even remotely in the vein of soul purpose. And so you can imagine what an energy suck this is. And I work really hard to not tap into these zones in my work. Like I work really, really hard to stay out of the stuff that I'm not good at. And this takes delegation, right? Like this takes trust and team. But this to me is the way that I protect my energy. This is the way that I stay in the flow. Um, so it's certainly, I mean, essential that you find ways to delegate these tasks and or this role um, to someone else. Like, so step aside because clearly it's not for you or find some other creative way to avoid doing them because again, it's such an energy suck. So certainly if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, that's like literally how I spend all day. I'm in a job that I'm not good at all. I don't even know why I should be doing it. That's not gonna feel rewarding to you. And, or if you're, you know, an entrepreneur and you're spending so much time and energy doing stuff that just you're not that good at, but you're like trying to do it because you're trying to wear all the hats. Like this is such an invitation to find support because you're not going to be able to tap into that flow if you keep sucking yourself down with these tasks that are not in alignment to you. So the next category or the next zone is a zone of competence. You're competent at all the activities in this zone, but others can do them just as well. Successful people often discover that they spend far too much time and energy in this zone, right? Because it's an easy place. It's like a slippery slope because you can do them. So you might as well do it because you can. And again, it's not serving you. And by you taking and doing this stuff, you are 
creating that power leak for yourself. You're creating frustration. You're creating resentment. You're creating exhaustion. When you could have someone else do this for you who can do it just as good as be- or better, and you ideally you want to find somebody who does it better um, because then that adds a whole new layer of efficiency and effectiveness. Um, but And then allows them to be rewarded by that work. So like you have to move out of these zones that aren't serving you. Um, and if we stick in the zone of confidence, it certainly leads, it leads to diseases of unfulfillment. Like you're just not satisfied. It doesn't fill you up. It takes more from you. So the next zone is a zone of excellence. And these are the activities that you do extremely well. You make a good living at it. Um, and honestly, for successful people, this zone is a seductive and dangerous trap. The temptation is strong to stay. It's where you get this addiction to being comfortable. Um, and it's also where your family and your friends and everybody around you thinks you're crazy if you were to walk away from this. And you guys, that's where I lived. I lived in this zone of excellence. I was really good at my job. And it wasn't like a horrible place to be. I liked it and I was rewarded at it. And, you know, there's a saying of the golden handcuffs, right? Like they pay you just enough for you to think like, gosh, I can't walk away from this. I have it good. It's safe. But it's also a slow form of torture because it's not what you're supposed to do, right? And so there is a deep sacred part of you that will wither and die if you stay in this zone of excellence. And it's like, you know, you start to feel that it's taking way more from you than it's giving back. In other words, soul sucking, right? Because it's such a distraction to what you're being called to do. And it distracts you from giving attention to those activities that are truly in soul alignment. And so you just keep burying it or pushing it aside and wanting it to go away. But the more you do that, the more resentment and the more anger and the more bitterness and the more your adrenals are just taxed because you're not getting the good stuff back. There's only one place where you will ultimately thrive and feel satisfied and that's in your zone of genius. This is liberating and it allows you to express your natural genius and your ultimate path to success and life satisfaction. This is where you truly get to express your unique gifts and your unique strengths. This is what moves you through and you're like, I don't ever plan on retiring. Why would I want to do that? My work doesn't feel like work. I had a client today ask me, do you love what you do? And I'm like, I am so in love with my life. I'm so in love with this work. Sure, there are moments, there are hiccups, there are hard days, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It doesn't feel like work and I couldn't stop if I wanted to because I am constantly looking and digging and and sitting with this work. And so when, when we are having this craving, right, it's like, You know, for most people, by the age of 40, many of us have turned down, turned down, turned down this call of genius 
right? This, this call that we've been getting and we just keep not answering it and it gets loud and, and these alarm systems are just going off, right? And this looks like um, depression and illness and injuries and relationship challenges and midlife crises, right? Like this is all about having this soul being so depleted. And so it masks into all of these other elements. And and I, you hear me say all the time, it's like, if you don't listen to that soul call, like eventually you're going to call in something that you're not going to enjoy. Like it's much easier doing this work now from a place of choice um, and showing up to the gentle nudges and the whispers and like, I know I should do this than to be t- put in a timeout. Timeouts are, are never fun although it is the exact medicine that you need to wake up. So when these alarms go off, these are reminding us to spend more time feeding our natural genius and letting it do its magic. Like when you're in the zone of genius, like when I stepped into this fully, like like the, the torment that I lived in was being on the the side of not taking the leap, right? Like of like, oh, I know I need to I know I need to jump. I know I need to jump. Like I was tormented in that wishy-washy state of knowing I needed to do it but not doing it. The minute that I did it, it was like this expansive energy. Like I just felt so supported even though I had no idea how it was going to work out because I did not want to have to go backwards for this to work. And it didn't. This is applying the work of living life untethered to my business is why it is where it is today in such a short amount of time of me being fully in. How I've been able to expand my team and expand my offerings and do this work and show up with integrity to all these different aspects of it and feel like I'm in all these places and doing all this amazing stuff because I am in my zone. And any time that I'm in a different zone for a stretch of time, I, you know, surrender to it if need be, if that's the medicine for me at that moment. But I am constantly checking in and saying, when can I give this to someone else? And I don't doubt it. The minute I get the nudge, it's a time to hand this off, time to expand, the time to do something with it. Like I pass that off as quick as possible because I know that I need to stay in my zone. So again, certainly there's times where there's medicine, like, you know, like that you need to do the sticky, icky stuff because it's also in alignment, even though it's not your competence, but it's like the medicine for you. But then when that medicine is done, right? Like most people continue to be in that sticky, icky place and they think they just have to do it and they suffer. The minute that medicine is done, the minute that lesson is done that you needed, you have to delegate. You have to get back to the flow, And this takes knowing the difference between soul and ego. This takes knowing and understanding soul alignment and taking inspired action. But it is so possible. I mean, at least at the very least, you can identify where you're at right now and what it feels like and if it feels good and it feels expansive. Or if there's some dreaming and desiring that needs to be put back on the table. So... How do we do this? Like, how do we move through this? How do we get what we want? Well, a huge part of this is faith. Unshakable faith in yourself and in the universe. 
You know, constantly I remind myself, God is my source. Faith, your belief in miracles is absolutely essential. When you choose faith and you choose your passion, you step out of victim cycle, which victim cycle tells us to focus on the lack and the problem, which creates anxiety and worry and doubt. But when we don't focus on that and we focus on being a co-creator and we step into trusting the new, that new opportunities are coming and that we are supported, everything changes. You are not your circumstances. You are not, you know, what's going on in your life right now. You are not the money in your bank account. You are not all these obligations. Like that is not you. There are thousands and thousands of possibilities that exist in any given moment and you just have to be trained to see them. Faith allows you to release the need to know how it's going to happen and to trust that the way will be shown and to take action before you have all the answers laid out in front of you. That's such an ego trip up to think that we need to know more. I had a a same client ask me earlier today about if I know, um, if I wait on soul action, I said, never, I don't wait on soul guidance. I take it. And I'll tell you more why in just a bit. When we do this, when we work with faith, it absolutely raises your frequency I mean, think about it. When you trust that everything is happening for you, you rid yourself from fear, doubt, worry, and you move into this excited expectation. This opens you up and makes you aware of people and opportunities that you simply weren't seeing before. And not to mention, faith is contagious. Your success in life depends entirely on your willingness to take action on what you can't see. Are you willing to make choices and take actions based on a higher truth rather than what's logical, right? Like rather than what the ego brain can make sense of. I can't say this enough. Like like if you you are not your circumstances. Like you are not your circumstances. Like you are not your circumstances. Okay. Like that is like, like take that home. Like really think about that because that's what your logical brain wants to make sense of is your circumstances. And you are not that. If you're going after something that you desire It is so common for your ego to create a distraction or an illusion, and it's so common for that to create doubt. Uh, At the end of each untethered discovery call that I've done, and the woman is a soul yes, right? And she's like, I'm in, I want to do this, I know it's for me, right? Like I know that when I hang up that call, the hard work is the next thing because I know the minute that she said yes, she just called in all sorts of distractions and chaos and you know depending on how 
how much her ego is running the show, the more stuff she's going to create for herself. And I even joke and I'm like, you know, um, it's very possible that the dishwasher could break at this moment or something could come up, right? To like create this illusion that it's not the right time and to create that doubt. And instead, I, the invitation is to go back and say, but this was soul aligned to me. Like, soul aligned. So therefore, I know I'm going to be fully supported. And this is where we reach for that higher truth. And you could work with the law of faith and act accordingly. This is absolutely a muscle that has to be exercised and exercised and exercised because of so many reasons. But the fact is, is that the ego has been running the show. And so it's a hard takeover. And also, of course, it's going to help help you immensely to create space in your life from the doubters, the worriers, the freak outers, the small thinkers, the naysayers, the whiners, like fear-based. And certainly to not focus on the lack, to always know whatever, you know, your, your financial situation is temporary because why? Because you are not your circumstances. And desperation, right? That is repelling energy and gratitude is attracting energy. What you focus on, you create more of. So anything that we're focusing on with lack or impatience or desperation or any of those things is a pushing away energy. I believe that 2020 is a time to rise up, a time to step fully in alignment. And I trust that you are ready for that next step. Denise Duffield Thomas introduced me to this affirmation and I use it every time I'm stepping into a new level or like I'm busting through a new possibility or sometimes I call a portal. Um, And it's so simple and it's so powerful and it's so effective that I'd love for you to try it with me right now. So just wherever you are, just placing one hand on your heart and say, it's my time and I'm ready for the next step. It's my time and I'm ready for the next step. It's my time and I'm ready for the next step. And then see what happens because I bet within 24 hours, an opportunity will pop up and you will automatically think, no, I'm not ready for that. (laughs) I'm not ready for that, but you are. I've had this happen so many times. I'm like, I'm ready for the next step. And then like the the thing comes and I'm like, um, I didn't mean that. (laughs) I was thinking a baby step. I I wasn't thinking I was going to like take the elevator up to two floors, right? Like, like trust it. When you are asking to be ready, when you are claiming that you are ready for the next step and you are powerfully intending for that, like that opportunity that knocks on your door is for you. You would not receive that opportunity if you were not ready for it. That's also a law. There isn't anything that you're going to be asked of that you're not ready for. So I challenge you to start doing some alignment work, right? To really examine your life, to, re- to really look at, 
Have you shot down your dreams? Are your current dreams exciting to you? Is it that mix of fear and anticipation? Is it something that gives you butterflies thinking about? What zone are you in right now? And how can you get out of that zone to the next zone, to the next zone, to that zone of genius being your final destination? Because from there, anything is possible. You know, most people don't follow through on the divine nudges for aligned actions and or on sacred commitments, especially for themselves. And I know we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but I just want to re-bring to your awareness that something so simple that you can do every single day to help you tap into alignment is to keep promises to yourself, big or small. Because every time you break a promise to yourself, your power, your manifesting power takes a big hit. And you don't even realize it. But every time you keep a promise to yourself, whether it's as simple as making a green juice daily or meditating for five minutes or going for a walk in the woods every day or practicing love and acceptance or doing gratitude work or, you know, whatever, not eating honey. I mean, all of these things, doing heart-to-heart work, like all of these things, like whenever you have a soul-aligned action that you're being asked of, like, you know, hey, it's really important <laughs> that you meditate for five, five minutes a day. Now, I'm going to pause right here and just say that most people's actions that they think on their checklist are not soul-aligned actions. Those are ego tasks, and they are not fulfilling, and they are not effective. They keep you busy, but they're not rewarding. So this is where we get quiet, right? We empty out, we create presence, we create space between thoughts and we allow ourselves to actually hear um, true guidance to to how we show up in life. And it could be simple things, right? Like like feeling uh, and seeing that it is absolutely in alignment to have a green juice daily. Like it is really important for you to keep your pH balanced and to bring your minerals up or to have that fast assimilating nutrients. Um, or it's really important for you to do breath work right now. Like whatever it is that's coming through as being in alignment, which means that you are expanding with this thought, with this energy versus contracting. And you show up to that because it is a promise that you're making to yourself. It's a commitment. It's a sacred one. You now expand in your power. And so, of course, the key to making this work is to choose commitments that you can actually keep. Like, make it a goal that's that's a stretch, but that's doable. And as you follow through on these sacred commitments, on these promises, you are able to keep your confidence up. And not only that, you're able to raise your bar on your capacity to do more of it. So you're starting to really build trust with yourself. Now here's the thing. When you set a goal or when you have a soul yes, and it's like an aligned thing, you, the invitation is to take aligned action quickly. When we wait to act, And we work with this maybe energy or we sit in limbo 
and we're working with this wishy-washy, I don't know what to do, even though you do, because you always have the answers, this absolutely drains your confidence and it creates a whole mess of distractions. But when you act decisively and quickly, and even if you need to make some corrections along the way, right, with a new action, by doing this and showing up, it strengthens your confidence and your ability to respond to any situation. And this is how I choose to show up. I choose to show up when I get soul guidance and it could be, you need to call this person or you need to send this email or it could be, you really need to spend you know two hours today in meditation or you need to drop everything that you're doing and go to this event that doesn't make any sense, but that's what you need to do. Or you need to hire this coach or you need to do this program. Like, or you need to hire a new team member. Like literally, like when I get these like soul aligned actions, I take action immediately because I know when I do, what it does for me. It puts me in my power. It expands my confidence. It stretches me out of this comfort zone and it puts me into a new level. And I show up and every time I show up, I'm supported. So my faith is high. And no, it's not always easy, right? But we've also talked about that. There is creative friction. There is a tension that we go through to get what we want. And it's certainly can create like a little bit of like down moments of like, oh, do I even know what I'm doing, right? But like, that's just like a little bit of human chatter because essence in you know, like I fully know I'm being supported right now and I'm just being a little bit of a baby because I'm human and I'm tired, right? Like I just want to vent. And then you re-get your vibe going, do the work, do use a tool, um, you know, get regrounded. And you're like, I know I'm going to be supported. Like that was just a little, you know, moment that I had. It's just creative tension. It's just part of the process. It's expected, even though you forget. (laughs) Uh, Because you forget because it's like giving birth, right? Like, Like you forget all of that in between, the intensity of all that to a degree, right? Because the joy of seeing your baby is so epic that it's not even comparable and it's similar as you move through these different comfort zones it's like yeah you go through the icky sticky stuff but you get you get to this next level and you're like damn this is epic I wish I would have realized you know that this is available to us right now and of course we all have our lessons that we go through and all the the stories and the chaos and all those things that we have to move through to get to where we are right now. But this is why I, I teach the untethered sister mind because I just know so much how this work creates freedom. And I don't know anything else like it that does. Certainly there are other pathways to this work, right? But it's like this pathway of doing this work and moving through life with soul as the driver is game-changing. Now, our actions are what creates results, period. So we don't get to just be passive, right? We don't get to just sit on the sidelines and just manifest all day long and see that happen and see, you know, see all this money falling from the sky because we visualized it every day for two hours. Now, certainly that visualization is absolutely going to help, but this also requires us to take action. 
And so if you're in a zone or if you're in a place that you're not comfortable, you have to take aligned action to get out of it, period. This is how the universe meets you halfway. And if you don't have what you want in your life right now, it simply means that it's out of your comfort zone. And that means if you want it, you're going to have to get uncomfortable in one way or another. Uncomfortable financially, uncomfortable with vulnerability, uncomfortable with healing old emotional wounds, uncomfortable in relationships because you are allowing your heart guard to come down. Like It's going to require a degree of discomfort. But you consciously make the decision to move out of this comfort zone despite the fears the ego will show you. The good news is that everything you have in your life right now, like take a look around and just like, what do you have in your life right now? Because I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're living a pretty like great life, right? And it's like, it's kind of like a zone of excellence life, you know, where we're just like, well, I mean, I have so much to be grateful for. So why would I want more? Or that might not be for me. Or I think I'm at a really great place right now. Or, you know, maybe next year I can do a little bit deeper work on myself. But here's the thing, like everything in your life right now is already in your comfort zone, which means your subconscious mind and your ego has got used to it and has already collected plenty of proof that it's safe for you and that there are things that are comfortable to you. And surely this this level that you're at once felt really hard to get to to your ego, uh, but that discomfort or that uncomfortableness became the new comfortable. So the very worst thing that could happen if you take a leap of faith is you'll end up exactly right where you are. I know that's not what your ego is telling you because your ego is telling me that you could end up, you know, homeless and divorced and broke. I mean, like that your family could hate you. I mean, the stories are just wild. But the very worst thing that could happen to you if you take a leap of faith and you take a chance on your life and you show up to that soul nudge and that calling is that you'll end up exactly where you are. Because where you are is coded safe. But where you want to go, well, that takes desire, that takes faith, and it takes aligned and inspired action. So I ask you, what can you do today to help raise the ability for someone to get over their fear. And the way that you help someone get over their fear is for you to get over one of yours, to trust that soul as your compass, to do that thing that doesn't make sense, to trust that magnetic pull that you're feeling because that's how you help others around you is you show up to that thing because you showing up to that thing helps give them permission to show up to their thing. And we do that on repeat. And this is how we continue to change this collective energy of fear, is that we show up to ours. I can't wait to hear from you and to see 
how you are working to take yourself to that next level. Until next time, beautiful blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth 